small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis podcast with Neil McDermott and Lee Phillips. Lee, how are you today? I feel amazing. I just said to you off camera that I haven't had a drink in a week and I'm reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, you're glowing. I go to the gym. I don't put it off. I don't feel like I'm going to die when I go to the gym either. I already feel like I've lost a few pounds. That's good. So, yeah, I feel a bit lighter on my toes and I wake up. Um, I wake up a little bit tired because I've had like a deep sleep rather than sort of like bubbling under the surface. Like yeah. when you drink alcohol, you, you don't really go into that. What's it called? REM level or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. Know what I, mean. I know what you mean. You I don't have and... to get up in the middle of the night for a piss either. Yeah, that that helps. Uh, you and some other mates of ours and me are in a WhatsApp group that used to encourage us to to go running. And you and everyone else in that group is going out running, and I'm not, and it's sending me into depths of depression. I I know that it makes you feel that way, and that's why I haven't asked you to leave the group. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that that might be a bit too harsh, but. I do feel like at some point someone's going to have to say, if you're going to be in this group, you actually have to go for a run. The, the issue is, I love playing football. I love going out and having a kick around. But that's only once a week and it is absolutely battering me. Um, so then the thought of going for a run, I just need to I just need to get out and do the first couple of kilometre run and show myself it can be done, I think. Maybe I'll do well, it I think later. That- one thing will help the other if you start hitting the running you'll become fitter and better at football i mean nothing's mm. going to change your technique that's always <laughs> going to be shabby at best. questionable um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know i'm not going to tell you to give up something you enjoy doing but there's and, a, there needs to be a balance don't there oh, i'd say just just push yourself out there that one day to do that one run, which will lead to the next one. We've I didn't got... particularly enjoy Steve, our friend on that chat group, he said it best, which I thought was amazing. It's better to stay fit than try and get fit. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. I'm not sure why I've never heard that before, but when I heard it, I went, oh, that's, that's, that's it. I um, we've, we've got a mirror in our bedroom and it's like a full length, mirror that yeah yeah yeah. um that's on a stand and you like the angle of it you can have it whatever angle you want and that's always been at quite an angle and it's been quite flattering i changed the angle of that mirror the other day and happened to walk past it and i was like fuck me we're at crisis point (laughs) i um... the mirror being at that angle has fooled me for fucking months that i'm yeah i'm all right yeah, carrying a bit of timber, but it's okay. <laughs> I found myself um, um, doing the same thing, looking in a mirror and going, "You're not just sort of like out of shape. You're actually putting. You're you're 44 years old, and you're you're sort of at the point where that doesn't look attractive. No, but it actually looks unhealthy. I've always been sort of carrying a bit but i've always had people say oh have you started lifting weights and i've gone yeah well i haven't been doing anything <laughs> so i always look good whilst being like heavy but now it's all starting to sit around like the bottom part of my stomach and it's yeah spare tire uh, no it's yeah big fucking tire as well yeah but um i'll tell you what neil uh this is you really tell me you tell me well, it's all part of like my uh, self-improvement and 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 the list we spoke about last week. Well, but I wanted to I, talk to you because you're yeah. going to let us know your nine resolutions for the year. 
And then yeah. we were going to ask the listeners for their thoughts on the 10. So is this is this those nine resolutions or is it just a snapshot? No, well, it can be if you want it to be, because the first one is uh, what the, the story I was just about to tell. Go on then. Would you want the list and then you can quiz me on it? Or I yeah, don't know how you yeah. want to do it. Well, you, you go for it. Oh, I mean, I don't know if I was uh, knocking this out early doors, but OK, this is my 2024 20, to do list because I don't okay. do things that you don't not supposed to. By the way, last week, I'm not sure which date it was, but um, I, I read in the, on the news here in Sweden anyway, that on that particular day, that's when over 80 percent of people give up on their New Year's resolutions. Really? Yeah. So well, that their early, New Year's resolutions are already broken by about day 10, let's that's say. That's sad, isn't it? And, uh, and the thing about doing a to-do list <laughs> is I've still got about 350 days left to knock yeah. these off. Yeah. <laughs> these aren't resolutions. These are just to-do. Okay. Yeah. On, that's, yeah. So number one was um, to lose 12 kilos. Lose 12. What's that that's in pounds two and stone? stone? Two stone. Um, two stone. Okay. Two stone. Yeah. Um, and in relation to that, which was what I was about to tell you, yeah. for next week, I have booked myself in at the cost of about 45 quid, which I don't have, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go to a proper clinic and have my um, body fat percentage measured. Okay. Because I feel that if you lose, say, 10 kilos and then you plateau you're i mean obviously you're turning fat into muscle yeah so you don't want to just keep losing weight but i'd like to have a very sort of definite idea of here's my uh, body fat percentage at, at day one and then say in i don't know let's say sit after two months i'm gonna go and do it again yeah I've got Same some place. scales that do that. They different reading every time you get on them. Absolute shit. <laughs> that's why I thought I'd <laughs> pay the money. So that's uh, number one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Two comes next. I thought you might. <laughs> uh, okay, good. You accept that one. Yeah. Number two, start a vigilante group. <laughs> okay um and what are you what are you solving uh there's been a few uh like muggings around the area yeah and one happened a couple of streets over from where we live and i just feel like the police are too busy yeah and i'm not i'm i don't think that we should accept we don't just sit back and say oh the police don't care oh it is what it is no i'm going to start a vigilante group i'm going to go out and i'm going to spend an hour or hour and a half of an evening not every night obviously mm. um and just pr- patrol the area and if i see anything then i'll uh i'll stop it yeah yeah i'm going to buy myself a little uh like little old-fashioned wooden uh, kosh. Ku- ku- uh, yeah kibosh right like a truncheon type thing yeah, like an old sort of truncheon. Maybe sort of like you can get these ones that have made of leather with like heavy sand in it. Uh, or, how are you going to advertise your, your vigilante group? How are you going to get other people in? It will grow organically. Well, oh. what I also thought was just like <laughs> I told my wife about this and she said I'll just come across as a real weirdo. Yeah. And I said, no, well, I'll be smart about it. We'll, I'll go running while I do it. But I'll just be running up and down the streets in the area. Yeah um looking for trouble oh look hoping there won't be any trouble but if there is any then i can uh solve it solve the problems okay yeah i don't think that's a great idea but why don't we move on to number three i think it's a brilliant idea number three go somewhere i've never been before good idea number four yeah. Pay off my credit card. Also a good idea. Number five. 
Start yeah. collecting Christian Dior tableware. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be nicking that for restaurants? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's your gig. Yeah. Um, number six, expand. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are you oh, going to... What is Christian what? Dior tableware and why are you going to start collecting it? Plates and uh, bowls and, and side plates and dinner plates and serving bowls made why? by Christian Dior. Because I like the design of their, of one of the collections. Okay, so in the same list, we've got pay off credit card. Yeah. And then the next thing on the list. Yeah. We start collecting Christian Dior tableware. How expensive yeah. is Christian Dior tableware? Really expensive. If you wanted to buy a side plate. Anything between 100 and 250 pounds. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say roughly about, I'd say roughly about 100 quid for the collection I wanted. A main, a main plate is about 180 pounds. Okay. How much is the total? I'll send you a picture. They're really good. How much is the total cost going to be? I haven't looked into it. I'm not interested in knowing that figure. I'll You're doing it bit it. by bit. Well, I think that six, six to eight, six or eight, not six, not seven, that yeah. of each item is what's required. Yeah. Do you need glasses as well? No, nah, I don't think you need glasses as well. I think you can go somewhere else with glasses. Okay. We have quite a lot of wine glasses anyway. Okay, what's next on the list? Uh, expand my uh, repertoire of uh, recipes that I can do. Okay, we carried that over from last. Yeah, well, yeah. that was like do a classic dish and master yeah. it. Now this one is just a sort of a bit more of, say I've got six or seven dishes that I can pull out my locker that I'm I'm really confident in. Yeah, donkey balls pasta. Donkey balls pasta, uh, lemon chicken pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, shepherd's pie stuff like that <laughs> yeah okay but if I can add like another sort of two or three that, that I'm really confident in that the whole family enjoy as well yeah okay uh, next which, which isn't just sort of bangers and mash sort of um, run a marathon or a half marathon okay carrying that over that, from last year but a bit more yeah, there's always there's, there's always yeah well exactly I think yeah um I've got back into the running again. Um, touch wood, I don't get injured and I can carry on. Yeah. Okay. Next. Number eight. I'm going to try and stop right. or reduce the amount that I criticise, condemn or complain. Oh. Okay. I'm going to attempt to become a... More positive. More positive and tolerable person. Or I should say tolerant. Yeah. <laughs> and no, tolerable. Tolerable. tolerable would be. That people good, could, could tolerate me. Yeah, that would be quite yeah, a good Yeah, I was goal thinking about being more tolerant, but I guess they go hand in hand. Yeah. One would well, lead to really, the other. That's Chicken a positive. or the egg. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Hard to quantify. Yeah, but I think... I guess I was thinking in the context of uh, number number eight there, um, we're probably going to spend a bit of time together over the next few months yeah. at some point, meet up and, I don't know, long weekend or whatever. Um, and I think that maybe you could make an assessment on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, uh, I could probably make it now still... if you want. <laughs> I think I mean, one hour doing the recording is probably my safe place. I should be allowed to do what I want here. <laughs> right, number nine. <laughs> it's, like my, it's like my cheat meal. Number nine was spend more time with the children one-on-one. Okay, that's I, nice. A couple of years ago, I was doing like date nights with the kids. So one month I'd go with one of them, and then so there would yeah. there would be a rotation. So they'd get four date nights a year out of me. Nice. And there was just a bit of bonding time. 
to just that's say, a nice idea. What, what do you want to do? And they would say, I want to go bowling, or I want to go cinema, or I want to go and have this kind of food. And we'd, I'd go, all right. And it wasn't about doing something that I wanted to do. It was just, what do you want to do? Let's go do it. That's a nice idea, Lee. Yeah. So I'm bringing that one back. Okay. And number and 10. Oh, oh, and we're looking for a number 10, aren't we? We're looking for a number 10. So I don't well, know interestingly, if... I don't know. Um, well, I think this will piss you off. Um I scribbled down your list last week and then posted that on mm. um, on Instagram. Mm. Um, and now everyone thinks that's your handwriting. <laughs> that is annoying because <laughs> I've got yeah. really good handwriting. Yeah, I know you take pride in your handwriting. Anyway, one of the responses. <laughs> um, <laughs> one Did of they the ask responses, if I'd had a stroke? Uh, well, no. One of the responses as a, as a suggestion for you this year was get better handwriting. <laughs> OK, yeah, very good. Do you want to, to um, add insult to injury? Do you know who made that comment? Yeah. Your wife. Your mother-in-law. Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you when she started following us <laughs> that she would be a real troll. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. I can't believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I'm trying to think like she should surely know what my handwriting looks like but why no, would she why would she she now just thinks mm. you've got absolutely terrible handwriting yeah. um my to-do list anyway was to submit our photographs to a lookalike agency uh do you want a, do you want an update on that one? Oh yes please <laughs> uh there is no update um no. but one of our <laughs> listeners said got in touch with a suggestion that I get in touch with the number one Ricky Gervais lookalike in the UK um, and see if he'll come on and speak to us. Um, just to give us some pointers as to, you know, how to get a bit of business out of this and, and what to do. Uh, so I've messaged him and we haven't heard back. OK, yeah, so. that's pretty standard for us, isn't it? Fairly standard, but it'd be good if we get, get him on. He's called Tim Oliver. Um, he's got 10,000 followers um, and his Instagram handle is Ricky Gervais Lookalike. So why don't you all message him and say, get yourself on a Village in Crisis podcast. Yeah. Um, oh, on the to-do list thing, uh, yeah. I, I make lists on my phone of things that I want to mention to you. And I found yeah. an old note from before Christmas of something that I've forgotten to tell you. Do you want, do you want to know what that was? No, no, let's okay. just get straight to the thread. I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why I'm going to tell you? Don't know, go on. Because it paints me in a good light. Of course um, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was Sally's work Christmas do. Um, and I said to her, it was at a pub in, in Cambridge, and I said, just give me a call when you want picking up and I'll come and come and get you so about 10 o'clock or whatever I got the call got into town about half 10 managed to find a parking space directly out the front of the pub so I already knew things were going well Mm. got into the pub loads of pissed up teachers in there um and they're all sitting around the table and uh one of them quite a young like newly qualified teacher I think so oh it's a shame we haven't got any beer mats we could do some beer mat flicking I said to him, funnily enough, I said, I'm actually exceptionally good at flipping beer mats. Um, and he was like, well, how good? Like, how many could you do? I went, uh, well, 15, no problem. He's like, 15? <laughs> I said, yeah, uh, comfortably 15. Um, so he went up to the bar to ask for some beer mats, came back um, with a chunk of beer mats. I counted 15 out put them on the edge of the table, flipped them, caught them, put them back down and went, there you go. Nice. (laughs) Absolute fucking high point of my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought there was more to this story, but that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Comfortably. It it was like a high jumper, like turning up and just going straight into, yeah, I can do 190. And everyone's going, hold on, we're starting on 175. Just put it on 190. I'll fucking jump over that. <laughs> I um, 
I was working in the restaurant uh, last week. Yeah. And there's this regular that that hangs there, and um, he's like some nerdy computer programmer, but does computer programming like software design for like Activision Blizzard or something. He, he designs like what is it called? Um, Far Cry or something like that for Xbox, PlayStation, or I don't know. I don't know what whatever. It's about. one of these like you know role-playing shoot 'em up thingies. Anyway, he's a complete and utter knobhead. Right. And I overheard him. Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I overheard him um, bigging himself up about how how he was like an, an amazing athlete when he was at school. Right. And he was like 35 years old now, 35, 40 years old, a belly on him, not particularly tall. And one of the things he mentioned that he was exceptionally good at, which no one could believe, was that he was uh, he would turn up to high jump events and actually win. Right. And I was just like, that. He, why is no one calling bullshit on his story? Why, why are these people being so polite towards him? Did you do it? What? Did- did you call bullshit? I wasn't going to go over there. And oh, go right. Bull- <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant to have the waiter come over and go, bullshit. <laughs> anyway, can I get you any more wine? Actually, on Saturday night, there was this Norwegian girl there, and she says to me, where are you from? And I said, England. And she said, whereabouts? And I said, well, uh, let's say Oxford. And um, she turned around and goes, oh, I lived in England for a bit. And I went, oh, did you? Where? And she went, Manchester. <laughs> and then I said, oh, nice. And she went, well, not really Manchester. It was Macclesfield. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely pissed myself. And she went, right, right. No one gets it. But you do, you do. It's a fucking hole, isn't it? And I went, <laughs> I was just like, I was more laughing at the fact that you were sold Manchester yeah, and oh, ended up in of, like exchange scheme, and you ended up in Macclesfield. <laughs> it's like when you fly to London, London Luton. Yeah, I'm right there. Could you imagine that? Oh, I'm flying to London. You end up in Luton. Come out of that airport and think, fucking hell! I don't know what all the hype is about London. <laughs> Absolute shit. It's definitely ethnic di- diversities going on here, though, isn't there? Shall we have a look what's going on in the village in crisis? Yeah, let's do it. I thought we'd have a quick look at a couple of bits in the village, actually, before we move on to a thread that someone sent in from a village called Linton. Um, All right, let's do this. Um, yeah, boy. Get on. <laughs> a donkey uh, so, so first of all, it's from the village. And I wanted to play a little guessing game with you because the um, the group's changed and people are now allowed to post anonymously in the group. Okay. Um, so... This was posted at five to one in the morning by anonymous member. Going anonymous till I get the answer I need. Five to one in the morning. Sounds a bit threatening. Mm -hmm. What do you think they were after? Oh, shit. They've they've written down at five twenty in the morning. I'm going anonymous until I get the answer I need. Yeah. I don't know uh, where they could buy alcohol. I have a teddy that I've had since I was ten months old. He needs refilling and has a small hole that needs a stitch in. Can anyone help, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> God, bizarre. Now, unless that's a pedo who's kidnapped a child and needs their teddy bear fixing, why are they going anonymous? Uh, mate, you've gone proper dark there with that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe because they'd be considered sad and pathetic. Oh, yeah, yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, that might, uh, that might be a yeah. better option. Um, Everyone has the confidence that we do, Neil. <laughs> if you want your teddy bear stuffed, you just, you know, put it out there, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Next update yeah. from the village that if if you're on our socials, you, you might have seen. Um, it's from Steve Shipdrive, um, and it says, Thank you to who done this in our gateway. 
even a dog or wild animals wouldn't do this and it's got a picture there's a human there's a human shit (laughs) on the floor just next to his gate um but there's loads of toilet roll around it so someone has stopped in the road they've done a shit next to this guy's gate they've wiped their ass (laughs) and left it there (laughs) (laughs) right well i understand right because if you're going to do a shit you're going to wipe your bum even if it is a dirty protest there's an attack on this guy he's personal right because somebody's not just somebody's not going to go do that with toilet paper and uh pocket you carry tissues, you don't carry toilet paper. I'd say this is definitely bog roll. Yeah, so it's a planned attack, is my opinion. So it's not someone that's been caught short. If you've been caught short, you haven't got the bog roll, have you? No. No, that's my argument against it being a against it being again uh, for it being a planned attack. I'm going to send you the picture now. No, you, you don't need to see it. No. It, it was a lot. No, I don't want to see any... Well, I've sent it to you now. (sighs) Okay, I'll have a look. Um, But what I will say is it's a planned attack. Yeah. And I'll just... um... You're looking at it? That's a shame. (laughs) Is that his gate? Yeah. Where does he live? On a farm? Well, it must do, yeah. I'd say so. Well, the other thing is, is that you'd expect the toilet paper to be dirty, but it's not. It looks, it looks scrunched up, though, doesn't it? I don't understand what's gone on there, but less of an attack now that I've seen sort of the surrounding area. Yeah, but they have done it right in front of that gate, haven't they? Yeah, you're going to drive through it. There looks like plenty of field you could have just got in and, and done that. Definitely. Um, and then finally, before we move on to the thread from Linton, um, someone's tried to inject a bit of humour into the group. Um, it's Hank Hilarious, and I've got another question for you. He says, is this the only road in the UK that is also a warning to watch over your children? And then a picture of a road sign. What do you think that road sign's called? Um, I have no idea. Prince Andrew's close. <laughs> that's clever, though. Yeah, <laughs> good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's clever. Um, I think that's the only answer I could have been given that I would have. I, I didn't <laughs> condemn him for his uh, humour. What I like of. about this is then old people on Facebook are brilliant, aren't they? And I assume these are old people. So Mandy Mundane comes in. I know that road. Used to live in Royston. And Hank Hilarious says, that's right, Mandy, I used to live near Meldruth. And then Moira Me Too comes in and says, I lived in Meldruth, Chiswick End, quite a few years ago now. And then Hank Hilarious says, my ex worked at Meldruth Manor, 1995 to 2004-ish. And then Mandy Mundane finishes that thread with, my best friend lives in Howard Road, Meldruth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that is absolutely tedious, isn't it? Yeah. Is that conversation, uh, but... is that, if that conversation's happening in real life, uh, it makes much more sense. Yeah. Because you What's can elaborate on it in real life. Oh, right, yeah. No, I used to live around there. Do you know such and such? You know, that's just yeah. people listing. Like to come in at the end with my best friend lives in Howard Road, Meldrith. We, Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, my nan's funeral mm. uh, at the reception afterwards we were all sitting around uh, like having some drinks and my mum had put like photo albums out and we were looking through them and telling stories then my cousin told a story about how she went up um, um, Ayers Rock years right. ago Ulleroo. turned around yeah Ayers Rock as I like to call it all the other white people Um and she turned around and there stood behind her was a girl she went to school with, which is a bit of a sort of 
You're like, oh, wow, what are, the, what are the odds of that? That's a massive coincidence. And we, uh, but we'd all sort of been sharing these sort of stories. That in itself wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Then the guy that she'd been together with who turned up at the funeral as well, he turned around and said, my hairdresser went up Ayers Rock when she was in Australia. Right. And me and uh, James were sat next to each other and we just started pissing ourselves laughing at how absolutely boringly <laughs> shit that <laughs> <went with. laughs> That took um, a while to sink in. And, uh, <laughs> and it was so highly inappropriate, apparently. Like we got, we were getting looks, and it was just one of those ones where we put our heads down and sort of going, hmm, hmm, <laughs> and starting up again like a bad lawnmower sort of noise. But um, yeah, that was just fucking terrible. And now I've just retold it. So yeah, I like it. I would, I just wish I'd. To be honest, I was drifting off, and then um, <laughs> it took me a while to get it. Yeah. Anyway. Here's the thread for this week. It's been sent in by a villager in a village called Linton. Um, And the post comes from someone called Jane Just Seen It. I've just seen a lady walking along the road in her dressing gown with wet hair, an older lady with grey hair. I hope she's okay. Very cold morning to be out with bare legs and wet hair. Yeah. I've already told you the story about me uh, saving the life. Of you have, yeah. Lady, yeah, so that's why yeah. I thought you'd like I thought you'd like this story. Uh, yeah, Glenn, the good idea like comes in. And... Pardon? I would have gone straight over and saved her. Well, Glenn, the good idea comes in and says, perhaps you should ask her if she's OK. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a proper case of reporting, like... Get the phone out. Oh, there's a person. He's drowning. Like, yeah. There's a rope there. I wonder if anyone to pick it up and throw it in for him. Um, yeah. yeah. Jane just seen it responds. I was in my house with my baby. Don't fancy running down the road in minus one weather with her. That's a good excuse. Do you think it's good enough? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, people like it's easy for us to sit here now in our warm shops or houses or, you know, accommodation with warm sweaters on and whatnot. But people are fucking selfish, aren't they? Yeah. You know, we've seen we must have seen things like even just like you're driving along the road and there's a guy broken down or a woman broken down. Like you, you could stop. I bet you've passed people that have broken down. You haven't stopped because somebody else will do it. Ah, yeah, you're probably right. But having said well, that, like, I remember I, I broke down once and I had uh, two of my kids in the car at the time. One of them was just like a toddler and it was right on a blind bend up a hill. And I stood on the other side of the central reservation and uh, cars were like having to swerve past mine. It was close to being like life threatening, I would say. Yeah. But we stood quite away off from the car anyway but eventually a car did pull over and said i'll get you out of here if you want and uh i said yes please very much so and he <laughs> actually drove uh, me to uh the school where my oldest daughter was having a, a a party so that i could drop the money off which is why i was driving there anyway right. and then drive me and the, the other two kids back to my apartment well, that's nice. And it was it? so appreciated. And I still remember that, that couple that stopped. Fiona Fairpoint says, if it was your mum, would you have let her walk by or raced out of the door? Did, was there a time on uh, this? Uh, no, well, these are all shown as five days ago, so I don't really know. Oh, it was 8.22 in the morning, her post. Okay. Because if it was like 11, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, then she could easily be ridiculed for not going out and helping, condemned for it, berated for not helping out. But early morning, she clearly needs help, and this woman hasn't helped her. Yeah. 
And Dave diagnosis comes in and says, bad, in it. Could have Alzheimer's. Hope she's okay. He doesn't hope she's okay. He's a fucking liar. Yeah. He just wanted to come on and fucking jump in. What are you doing in that scenario, Neil? You're at home, small kid, baby, toddler. I mean, by the time you've by the time you've put like some warm like bodysuit on the kid and put the socks on the little hat and shoved it into the pram because you're not leaving the kid at home, are you? Where you no, run out looking for that. So you got to shove it in the pram and then you got to hope you, you that you can find her again. Yeah, you could shove a kid in a pram with loads of blankets over it in a matter of moments. If I was concerned, see, this person is obviously concerned about this person because she's put something on Facebook. Yeah. So if I saw someone walk past that I was concerned about, then I'd go out. Well, maybe she's concerned enough to post it on Facebook, but not concerned enough to uh, make the effort to wrap her kid up so that she can go running out into the street. Yeah, mildly concerned. Mildly concerned. Concerned enough to raise it on Facebook so that somebody else can step into the breach. I wouldn't wouldn't say that it's worth us putting her down too much or being too hard at her. She's the first uh, cog in the wheel that's that's just getting cranked up. She's She's started a response. Yeah, I mean, better than not saying anything at all. Carly Carried Away comes in. I think you need to call the police. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I've got bugger all else to do. <laughs> well, you say that, but the thing is, the police's job is what? Keeping us safe in yeah. general. Right? And <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced that every call or shout out or, or errand the police are running is saving a life. Calling the police on this occasion could be the difference between life and death. Yeah, you reckon? Well, it sounds like she could go into the park, take a little seat in the bushes or whatever, fall asleep, dead. Could fall yeah, in the river true. if there is one or something. Um, I don't know. Step out in front of a car, thus hurting herself and other people. So why not call the police in this situation? Um, someone comes in with a proper old school like a secondary school insult here, but I don't think they intend it to be. Um, They tag someone and say, is this your mum? (laughs) (laughs) Did I get a response from the person Uh, being tagged? Well, no, Jane just seen the original poster comes in and says she was in a purple polka dot dressing gown, I believe. She didn't look disorientated disoriented at all so i wonder if she was looking for a dog or something when people assume things it just comes out as absolute idiocy doesn't it yeah peter plan comes in next try calling the nursing home to see if they lost a resident Hmm. followed by nick knob Good idea, but the responsibility does not lie with the original poster, who simply reported it here to make it known to the Linton community. Anyone can call the nor- uh, the nursing home and ask. Well, you do it then, Nick Knob, if you fucking. No, 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 I'm with Nick Knob on this one. He's calling out people that are palming off. That person which the response shouldn't be responding with. It's not, um, well, call the nursing home. He should be saying, thanks. Do you know what? I'll call the nursing home. Do you want me to call the nursing home? No, don't even ask. Just do it. Be the next cog in the wheel. And then then he can come back and say, spoke to them. Uh, Yes, they have lost a resident. And then another person can then come in and say, do you know what? I'll go out and have a look now. Which street did you say? I only live around the corner. Hey, all of a sudden, we're doing good. Well, Peter Plan responds to Nick Knob and says, of course, anyone can call, but it would be difficult to give an accurate description if we haven't seen her. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's fair enough. Pam <laughs> <laughs> um, Pointless comes in, probably about half an hour later just seen this and hope the lady is back indoors and safe now 
followed by Emma Empty Gesture. Any updates? I can drive to find her. See, that's someone that should just be out in the car. Yeah, just be out in the car doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there, it goes on a bit. People wading in. Did you not speak to her to see if she's OK? So back and forth, back and forth. And then in comes Ricky Random. I hope she's OK. Please can all keep an eye out for my granddad. He's 95 and he's not allowed out on his mobility scooter, but he's a rebel, so he's out on it a lot. He wears a grey woolly hat. He's very frail now. Frail now. He's very vulnerable and has been robbed twice. He's got cameras at his house now, so don't chance it. We're watching. <laughs> that is... <laughs> never has there been a more apt name than <laughs> random. Brilliant information, though, all compressed into a couple of sentences. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, ironically, he's 95. He's not allowed out on his mobility scooter, but he's a rebel, so he's out on a lot. He wears a grey woolly hat. He's frail. He's vulnerable, and he's been robbed twice. But he's got cameras at his house now, so don't chance it. We're watching. <laughs> ironically, the first person to respond to Ricky Random is Jane Just Seen It, the original poster, who says, we'll keep an eye out and do fuck all. <laughs> yeah the one person that you don't want keeping an eye out is the one person that's not going to do anything Colin Clockton I think I saw him earlier this week on his scooter what do you want to do if we what do you want us to do if we see him and um I like this response from Ricky Random send him home I doubt he'll listen though he's deaf as a bat <laughs> Death is a bat. <laughs> oh, God. He's as short as a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, God, that's funny. Also, Sorry, right, I love yeah. the fact that the grandkid uh, sees his granddad as just somebody that's just toying with life while he still can. Yeah. Uh, the inevitable death is coming. Like you know, he, he's thinking today could be the day, but he's not sad about it anyway. No. It seems like a sort of, sort of celebration of this guy just, you know, doing his thing. I is like Granddad it. a rebel or has he got dementia? <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> is it a conscious decision? Is he getting on his scooter and going, oh, fuck you, fuck them all, fuck Ricky Random, I'm going out on my scooter, I don't give a fuck what anyone says? Or does he find himself in like the Londis car park and then go, I don't know what I'm doing here? And and just sort of like someone approaches him and he he's so confused and... and um... What's the word? You know, confused and almost scared. Yeah. He just screams at them to fuck off. Get your hands <laughs> off me. And they and some some interpret it as being a rebel and others just say for what it is that he's gone mental. Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for Ricky Random's uh, granddad. Anyway, Jane just seen it comes back in. Um getting back on on track she says well i'd be surprised if no one else saw her there were many people also walking past my house who would have been in a much better position to see if she was okay so let's hope that one of them stopped to ask her mm. we she's, don't have hope we've got nothing she's trying to shift blame here yeah. isn't she you know well, somebody, people... that's the thing, though. somebody has been made to uh has made her feel bad yeah and she doesn't like it Maybe no. she, for me, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She was in a position like if I was on Facebook, if I if I was uh, you know Wayne Klein, I probably would have done exactly the same thing as her. Yeah. If I had a small kid, a, a baby at home with me, I'm maybe the baby was asleep. I'm not picking up. I'm not picking up a fucking sleeping baby to go save no. somebody. No, not if there's loads of people walking past. No. Well, anyway, as luck would have it, one of those people walking past was Wendy Witness. Do you want to hear what she's got to say? Yeah. 
I spoke to a lady in her dressing gown at 8.15. She was looking for her green bin as it had been emptied and left further down the road. She seemed fine. Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that happy ending. Imagine if you had called the police for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been absolutely amazing. This poor woman had had a shower, might have been getting ready for work or something, was just in a dressing gown, thought, oh, bin men have been, I'll just get the bin in. Went out, I was like, where the fuck is my bin? Walked down the road, probably 15 yards from house. How did thing he just seen it not recognized probably a next door neighbor yeah how far i mean i could probably i mean i could tell you everyone like i couldn't tell you what the names are because i don't have any contact with half the people on the street but if someone was on the street i could say i know where that person lives yeah you'd recognize them i'd do the whole street no problem especially if you're the kind of person looking out your window waiting to report stuff on facebook Hmm. Yeah. That green bin can't have gone more than a hundred meters from her house. No. Hundred meters isn't is quite long though. It's a fucking long way actually, hundred meters. Yeah. But a hundred meters is the absolute max that they would have yeah. left it. Not unless like maybe she's pissed off the binman and then they've just gone with fucking shit show. Yeah. Her. Let's, let's and maybe they were waiting and they filmed her come out in the negligee. Yeah. And now it's on all sorts of websites, like Voyeur websites. Yeah, yeah. God, there's a bigger problem at at play here than... Yeah, there is. The confusion of uh, a lady collecting a bin or being demented. A missing bin. Yeah. Do you know what goes in the green bin? I've no idea. Is it bottles? No, garden waste. Garden waste. Is it black bin in the bottles? No, black bin is general waste. Blue bin is recycling. Is it all recycling? Yeah. See, that doesn't make no sense to me. So what, plastic, metal, uh, paper, yeah. glass, all go yeah. in the same bin. So yeah. it doesn't get sorted. Well, then it goes to a big warehouse where it's sorted. Fucking bollocks. <laughs> no way. No way. But actually, you know, probably then here in Sweden, in. here in Sweden, they have like uh, recycle stations, and there's always one like within a half a kilometre of where you live, right? Yeah. And they're big like bottle banks, so you can put your white bottles, uh, clear glass bottles, your green uh, glass bottles, metal, plastic, paper, newspapers, and clothes, right? Yeah. The clothes bin, we forget, but the others, um, they're all the same. And then you see these like big dump trucks coming along, crane coming in. They they, they hook it up with uh, chains, lift it up over the back of the dump truck, and then open it up. And I've sorted all my stuff, right? Plastic. Yeah. I've had people saying, you just put a bit of plastic in the cardboard there. I went, oh, oh maybe they'll have to throw it all away again. Like that. <laughs> Fucking job's worth. But... Do you know what they do? I've seen the big cranes come along and just empty into the back of that truck. Yeah. Why are we sorting it? Well, that's so a very good question. We're in the same fucking bin. Yeah. And then they're sorting it again somewhere else. Well, uh, no chance. Not chance. So do you think they're doing the same as they're doing here? They're just putting it on a big ship and taking it out to China or something and building mountains of it out there? Yeah, probably. We're, you know, yeah, probably making like ski slopes out of it. <laughs> Is it, that's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, they do. There's a, there's a. It's true. There's a ski slope. Yeah. In, on the s- south part of uh, Stockholm, and it's yeah. made of rubbish. Just build that's it all good. up, and then just cover it in whatever before they. Well, put is that old, an old landfill site though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, that's a true story. <laughs> well, that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, should we end this week's episode, Lee? Why not? It's your daughter's birthday, isn't it? So you've got to go off, have yeah, some quality time car. with her, make her feel yeah. special. Yeah. Looking forward to it. My lunch hour's over, so I'm going back to work. So, all in all, that's that. 
I we haven't spoken uh, on the pod about this, but because we recorded Monday last week, but on Tuesday, yeah, um, last week it was my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, happy birthday. Oh thanks. Uh, <laughs> you already said that actually on my birthday. I'm not. Yeah. It's not the reason I'm bringing it up. It well, it is a little bit, but we went to this uh, shop and bought. Um, because we decided we were going to save a bit of money instead of going to a restaurant like we usually do. I'll yeah, buy like plaster nice, all over social media. Nice, yeah, buy some nice cuts <laughs> of meat. Yeah. And um, and a, bo- a nice bottle of wine and then have it at home. So we went to this sort of like artisan butchers. Right? Yeah. And I bought a club steak and a piece of uh, beef. Club steak was about six, 700 grams, and the beef was about 350. And so we sliced it up and did loads of sides and that. I would just like to say I encourage people to eat less meat, but when you do, go and buy some high quality. This piece of meat I bought, it was aged 36 months. That's three years. Yeah. Was it off then? <laughs> yeah, it smelled terrible. <laughs> it smelled lovely. No, I did it to perfection. It was melted in the mouth. Melted in the mouth? Yeah. It was melted in the mouth. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> but I just like um, to say that. That was, uh, was going to be on one of my, my to-do lists. Like what? eat less meat. and Eat, eat less meat, but eat, meat. eat quality meat. Equality, mate. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Well, that's a good tip. Well. Yeah. No. Really. I mean, like, you know, when you go to like a supermarket, if you go to Tesco and buy some like absolute cheap shit. Yeah. I don't think it's good for the environment, is it? No. Probably not that good for you either. No. Exactly. So if you eat eat more greenery. Yeah. Shrubbery. Mm. And then high quality meat. Find a nice butcher's. Go there, speak to them, get them to cut some up for you. Get that on your list. No, I might just make one of them my signature meal. They okay, had everything yeah. in there. It was brilliant. I mean, you went in there and you could buy like, um, yeah, all different cuts of meat of all different descriptions. And the, the guys behind there wielding their knives, speak to them and they they tell you like what you what you how to cook it, how to use it. Fucking hell, uh, this is up there with my hairdresser, Kleindale's Rock. Just amazing. <laughs> okay, until next time then, Lee. All right, Neil. Bye. Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.